This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Ayman Ahmed, a scientist at the University of Texas Medical Branch and a lecturer at the Institute of Endemic Diseases in Khartoum, Sudan. And he's calling in from Sudan. We'll be discussing a unique outbreak of Rift Valley Fever in Sudan during 2019. Welcome, Dr. Ahmed. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much. So... Rift Valley Fever is an arboviral disease. What's that mean, and what is Rift Valley Fever? Uh, it means uh, it's an arboviral virus that's uh, transmitted either by ticks, sunflies, midgets, or mosquitoes. And Rift Valley Fever it is uh, one of those uh, viruses that have been previously discovered in 1931. Uh, in uh, Kenya, uh, the Rift Valley, uh, Rift Valley uh, area. Um, how is it transmitted, and what does vertical transmission mean, which you mention in your study? Uh, it's mainly uh, a bone uh, disease that is transmitted by us, as I mentioned. Uh, however, it ha- it's, it's kind of unique virus that it's able to transmit through several other modes of transmission, including uh, raw, um, the consumption of raw meat or uncooked meat or any uh, getting in contact, uh, close contact with animal or animal products. It can also be transmitted um, vertically in both uh, vertebrate host or uh, the vector itself, like the mosquito. But, but what does v- vertically mean? What does transmission vertically mean? Uh, vertical transmission is referred to the virus capability to be transmitted from the mother to child in case of uh, animal or human. And uh, we have some cases in uh, that um, uh, the virus was transmitted vertically f- uh, from the mother to child in human in Khartoum. Uh, also, it can uh, transmit uh, vertically in the vector, and there it would be called uh, transboreal, transboreal transmission, which means that the virus would be transmitted from the adult mosquito female to the egg, uh, through the ovarian, and then when the egg hatch, it will be carrying the virus automatically and can start infecting uh, the host when it starts uh, taking blood meat. I see. Okay. All right. So what are the symptoms? Uh, it has a wide range of symptoms. Uh, most of the people, uh, they have mild or no symptoms at all. Uh, however, in about 10% of the uh, patients, uh, they develop uh, sort of severe symptoms. Um, the mild symptoms include uh, fever and weakness and back pain. Uh, however, the severe symptoms include uh, ocular uh, disease when people have like lesions and bleeding in their eyes and that can lead uh, to vision loss or uh, blindness. Also, it had uh, encephalitis uh, manifestation when the virus that invests and causes inflammation in the brain and that uh, leads to coma and seizures and neurological syndrome. Uh, the third severe uh, presentation of the disease include hemorrhagic fever, when people bleeding or patients bleeding from 
their eyes, gums, or uh, the other injection opens or something like that. And this has a high mortality rate among, among patients, not like the other uh, clinical presentation. Is there a treatment or a vaccination for it? Uh, it uh, there is a vaccination, uh, several types of vaccinations, uh, only for animals, so far approved for, uh, for the animals. However, uh, for humans, there is no treatment nor vaccine. Uh, some of the uh, vaccine under development, uh, the treatment is mainly um, just uh, giving some uh, medication for the symptoms, like for the fever and headache, and supportive care for the severe uh, cases. So nothing that stops the bleeding? Uh, not specifically for virtual fever. It's uh, given uh, coagulant factors that stop the bleeding and support care in the hospital. But nothing that can stop the virus itself, uh, like this virtual uh, fever virus, or it is the disease itself. Is there any kind of infrastructure for surveillance in Sudan? Uh, for some of the disease, uh, which uh, supported one like malaria and other uh, disease, there is uh, basic surveillance. It's not that good yet, but uh, uh, sort of working. However, for arboviral disease, including Rift Valley fever, uh, nothing uh, established yet. So most of uh, arboviral disease infection or outbreak are accidentally uh, covered or tested and reported to Mr. Sass. And that's only through the process. Once uh, remote uh, health facilities, uh, they had undifferentiated surveillance, like people with fever and headache and sometimes severe symptoms, but they tested negative for malaria. And most of the time, arboviral infections uh, are treated um, after being diagnosed as malaria. Why was this outbreak in your study unusual? Uh, that's a very interesting question. Thank you. Uh, this outbreak, it was unusual for several factors. Uh, first one, it has been um, developing, I started and developed and actually ended before the transmission season. And the transmission season for vector borne disease in Sudan is mainly corresponding with the heavy rain and flooding season between September to December. Uh, however, in this outbreak, have uh, started in May uh, and ended in July, which is uh, during the dry season, where, when the vector population density is relatively low. Uh, other factors that uh, make this uh, outbreak unique is the place itself. Uh, the area doesn't have that history of Rift Valley fever uh, transmission in usual, and this outbreak also it's kind of the two the two um, has the two arms of outbreak because there is an epidemic among human population on the simultaneously with epizootic among animals because about almost 100 uh, of the patients have reported uh, either mort uh, mortality or abortion among their animals. And this is the main indicator for Rift Valley fever transmission in animals. Help us to understand what this outbreak means for public health. For the public health, it means uh, the health threat because Rift Valley fever 
uh, it's one of the very devastating disease. It had um, high mortality rate, little high mortality rate among uh, people, and also it uh, it affects their animals. And when also get involved in animals, that means it expands in the transmission mode, so people can get it even if they control the vector. At uh, at that point, they will still uh, an ongoing uh, transmission through the animal and their product, particularly in low- and middle-income countries like Sudan, where people uh, rely heavily and live closely with their animals, and um, they had a very, you know, somehow low uh, food safety and hygiene that protects them against the other mode of transmission. How did you go about doing this study? What what kind of data did you use? Uh, we we used um, several uh, data, uh, mainly uh, lab generated data uh, from after taking samples from suspected cases. Um, we managed only to get uh, about fifty samples, uh, blood samples, and send it to the central lab where it got diagnosed as respiratory fever, as uh, the exclusively causative agent of this outbreak. Additionally, uh, demographic data and uh, animal-related data, like uh, this or abortion among animals, uh, also the age and sex. However, we didn't find any uh, uh, significant association with, with other uh, factors uh, to give higher risk to one of the group more than the others. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the um, emergence of this outbreak in this area, it could be attributed to climatic uh, change in, in the area. Although we haven't collected meteorological data, but uh, the, one that, the one change that we have seen in the area, it is the relatively uh, lower temperature because this area is mainly desert area. However, due to uh, establishment of uh, irrigated agricultural project in the area, they be- become uh, a sort of uh, micro-environment uh, suitable for the breeding and resting and maintaining uh, the, uh, um, the environment for mosquito vectors. So this micro-environment recently established might be one major factor in this uh, outbreak. Were there political factors that might have contributed to this large outbreak? Uh, actually, uh, indeed, these uh, political events are uh, associated uh, with the National Revolution. Last year has played a major uh, role in this outbreak because it's in addition to driving many people and pushing people from endemic area to uh, this uh, particular state because one of the major uh, revolution event and gathering for demonstration had been held uh, in, in, in near city called Adbara. Uh, addition to that, um, health worker and public health and healthcare providers, uh, they were particularly under attack by security forces uh, from uh, uh, Previous uh, uh, regime dictatorship uh, that um, were focusing on 
people who provide health care uh, for injuries during demonstration. Therefore, uh, health system was incapacitated and uh, not functioning at all, and that limited uh, any vector control services uh, or uh, vector surveillance, and also delayed the reporting of uh, early cases of, of the outbreak, which could have, if uh, they were detected early, uh, could have been um, contained, or at least uh, uh, some response could have been implemented to reduce the uh, the development of the outbreak. Why were um, healthcare workers, do you know, um, particularly targeted for violence? Uh, health workers were particularly targeted because their crucial role in, in the success of uh, demonstrations and the revolution entirely because they were uh, the first lines that provide uh, support uh, to revolution leaders and um, people participating in these demonstrations in the field and in hospital when, when they got seriously injured. So security forces were targeting them so to... Um, to impact or negative impact and limiting the capacity of uh, leaders to uh, uh, recover quickly and participate in, in the field demonstration. And also it was because those healthcare providers have refused uh, that security forces uh, go into hospital and health uh, care facilities, including uh, emergency rooms to... Uh, arrest the, uh, some of these leaders. So they became conflict with security forces to protect the revolution leaders. Um, give us a brief summary of your study. Uh, well, I'm mainly studying arboviral disease uh, with focus on their outbreak and uh, including epidemics in human and uh, epizootics in animals. Uh, this question about arbovirus led me to to uh, uh, join uh, Dr. Weaver's lab in UTMB uh, to get additional um, set of skills related to arbovirology. Because in Sudan, although of all of these outbreaks and continuous transmission of several arboviruses, we don't have a national expertise in arbovirus in, in the country. So during my visit there, yeah, 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 I, uh, I I got in touch with with my colleagues here, and currently we're trying to establish and formulating um, like multidisciplinary team uh, uh, to investigate the transmission of arboviral disease in general. Regarding this specific study itself, uh, it was triggered. Uh, with uh, the first uh, reported cases of, of Rift Valley fever, uh, and I got, I got to know about them from my colleague in River Niles and Minister of Health. Uh, after that, we started formulating uh, the, the, the investigation, and investigation team have been deployed by Minister of Health, uh, not supported by, by the top leaders. However, uh, my colleagues have went and, and supported uh, the State Minister of Health. Nevertheless, uh, it was uh, not declared, although one of the major 
prevention and control of rheumatoid fever outbreak is health promotion, which requires the immediate declaration of rheumatoid fever uh, and transmission. Because, as I mentioned earlier, several modes of transmission, uh, they are playing a role in addition to the vector. So people, they need to know about uh, the ongoing transmission of risk, so they stop uh, eating not uncooked meat or raw meat and um, trying to put their animal far, not get in touch with them, and became very cautious with dead animals and aborted animals at the same time. However, uh, Mr. Huss have a very rigid position regarding uh, the declaration. Uh, luckily, uh, the later Minister of Health, after the revolution, uh, there was another outbreak of risk. It was um, very, very small, not like this one, and has been uh, immediately cleared. I guess one of the things that makes that outbreak doesn't grow and develop like this unique one, it is the immediate declaration by the former Minister of Health of Sudan. Uh, and, and what did you find? Uh, we found that um, this outbreak is composed of uh, of two. It's, um, we couldn't tell uh, which started uh, before the other one, whether the epizootic of, of, of the disease or the outbreak among animals or the outbreak among humans. But it's almost uh, similarly uh, in, in the number of cases, uh, or it might be actually higher in, among animals because People have, uh, all our patients have reported uh, infection among their animals uh, without uh, estimate, uh, clear estimate. Um, in addition to that, we've, um, we found that um, there were several vectors, uh, mosquito vectors circulating in the area, but because we, we became aware of this outbreak later, uh, not as early as we wished, we couldn't identify the specific vector, and this is one of the weaknesses uh, about um, the, uh, in our knowledge about Rift Valley fever transmission in Sudan. Uh, it's not clear yet which is the, ini- which is, uh, the initial vector and which is uh, the, uh, the main vector during the outbreak, because Rift Valley fever has several vectors and main vectors and the contribution of each vector differs their uh, location, time, and season. So this is a uh, major gap in our study. Uh, so given all that, um, do you have any idea why these arboviruses are increasing in Sudan? Uh, it's obviously uh, arboviral, arboviral disease um, and their outbreak increase in Sudan mainly because of uh, gap, uh, major gap in health policy and control programs and surveillance systems because all of those are lack for arboviral disease in Sudan. Uh, this mainly because the limited funds available and uh, the support for mental health and the research institute in area of arboviral disease because, on the other hand, uh, malaria, because it's supported by global funds, there, was, there is a well-established surveillance system for both vectors and, and, uh, and patients uh, and cases, uh, but this is not the case for arboviral disease. So um, 
mainly detected accidentally and always the response is come very late and this uh, also due to lack of uh, advanced diagnostic tools in the country uh, most of the time cases of arboviral disease uh, they had sample had to be taken from them and sent out of the country most of the time uh, either to uh, bacteria institute uh, in senegal the uh, car mainly or to some uh, other partner in Germany to confirm uh, the causative agent. Nevertheless, still many cases during outbreaks, they are left as undifferentiated febrile illness because we couldn't uh, identify the causative agent. Is there a way to stop them from increasing? At the moment, uh, we're sort of um, helpless. People trying to get things from ground. Uh, luckily, after uh, the success of the uh, previous revolution, Sudan became more open to uh, politically and uh, health-wise and research-wise. We hope this might uh, help us in establishing uh, partnership uh, in both uh, research and health care uh, services. And uh, also, we can also uh, apply for international grants, which we were not allowed to apply before due to the political conflict of the previous regime. Uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, the country lacks the basic diagnostic surface, like uh, PCR is not available in most of the country. It's mainly centralized. And the country lacks in-country services for sequencing. There is no a single uh, commercial sequencer or one uh, that you can do sequencing to identify the unknown um, causative agent of several outbreak or uh, illness. So global partnership and uh, collaborations and um, new uh, grant opportunity might help in building the local capacity uh, for the early detection and response to this virus. Actually, my attachment with uh, Dr. Weaver's lab and the World Research Center uh, for Emerging Viruses and Arboviruses is one step further for, for me and for my Institute of Endemic Disease and for the country to establish local expertise and trying to bring in some advanced uh, tech and skills to tackle this arboviral disease. Obviously, from what you've said, there are many challenges and limitations in, in doing this study. Um, are there any others you'd like to mention? Uh, for this specific study, we, we lack the resource, resources and um, access for uh, uh, genomic uh, sequencing so we can identify the circulati- circulating strain of Rift Valley fever because uh, uh, this uh, Rift Valley fever uh, virus has several uh, strains, and if we had the chance to do sequencing, we could have at least uh, developed uh, more clearer uh, understanding about the dynamic of this virus and where it potentially came from because several strains have uh, different locations, and we could uh, split uh, the interpoint and 
to improve our uh, prevention and control strategy. Are there any other actions or further studies that you'd like to see? Yeah, actually, there's a huge gap uh, in our viral disease uh, transmission in the country because uh, although it is um, well known that uh, dengue, chikungunya, yellow fever, and uh, Rift Valley fever and CCHF are endemic in the country, but there might be many, many others we don't know about, particularly that other countries uh, around us, uh, like Kenya and um, uh, Uganda, they, uh, several arboviruses have been discovered there and continuously new arboviral diseases have been discovered there because they have uh, the um, well-established uh, viral units. However, here in Sudan, we mainly focus on, on this uh, few arboviral diseases when we uh, run any diagnostic test or even for research because up to now we don't have any evidence about what uh, else is, is circulating around. Also, we had a, a huge gap in understanding the uh, vector uh, uh, of uh, several arboviruses. Like uh, last year, we had a massive outbreak of chikungunya with more than 47,000 uh, cases of chikungunya. But no one uh, know exactly what the vector. Uh, the area has LCG tie, but these LCG ties have been there for uh, decades, and, and no outbreak of tumor have reported from this area. So it's potentially that Elphalbovectus, another efficient vector of tumor, it's there, but no one still uh, no one knows exactly whether there is Elphalbovectus or not. And the role of other vectors also still unknown. You mentioned One Health in your article. Um, tell us what that is and how that would help with this Rift Valley fever situation. Uh, One Health uh, is a health strategy that um, considers uh, the health uh, among humans and animal health and environmental health because although it is uh, relatively uh, all uh, concepts, but we have finally um, uh, realized uh, that we cannot achieve any improvement in, in human health without considering the health of animal and environmental health. So uh, one health strategy, it is a multidisciplinary uh, approach that uh, brings all relative stakeholders uh, to work on improving uh, the health of human and animal and environmental health, uh, including the vectors, because all these um, um, aspects of health are interconnected and they are affecting each other. And Rift Valley fever is one of the diseases that is particularly highlighting the need for one health because we cannot stop or prevent the transmission of Rift Valley fever in humans without considering animal health because there are several uh, other hosts uh, uh, for Rift Valley fever virus and there are several uh, vector, mosquito vectors contribute to, in the transmission of Rift Valley fever virus. Do you have any recommendations to help alleviate the spread of um, Rift Valley fever? Uh, the major um, recommendation would be that 
we need to accept like in here in Qatar, we need to accept that Rift Valley fever it is endemic because it has been previously discovered in the country or detected in the um, antibody for Rift Valley fever and uh, have been detected in Sudan since 1930s. So, uh, however, most of um, uh, health uh, policy leaders they still uh, deny that we had Rift Valley fever in the country. Mainly because it, uh, they assume it will affect our uh, animal exportation, which is the country uh, uh, need for for economic growth, but denying will not improve uh, anything. So as soon as we admit that Rift Valley fever it is endemic and we need to work on it, it's uh, controllable. And if all people collaborate together through the Minister of Health, Minister of Animal Resources, and other stakeholders uh, following one health approach and strategy, we could uh, limit the transmission of this valley fever uh, to very, very low incidence. However, without that, uh, uh, even our capacity to uh, educate and uh, increase the awareness of local communities and people at risk, is very limited because you cannot uh, increase the awareness about something that does not exist or, uh, or deniable. You mentioned um, vaccination of animals as a strategy for controlling in your article. Um, given the violent political situation, how would vaccination be carried out? Uh, uh, animal uh, Sudan in general has uh, a very dry uh, weather. Uh, with um, only maximum three months of wet season uh, when we had rain in most of the country and flooding in some areas. So during the dry season, all animals will be clustering in uh, large um, animal farming uh, areas. So this will be the best time to deploy vaccination for animals when they are clustering because when the uh, rainy season, as soon as the rainy season starts, uh, most of the animals will go in open pastures uh, throughout the country and it will be in some areas very, very difficult to reach due to high flooding and um, some road will be disconnected due to the rain and flooding. Tell us about your work and what you enjoy most about it. Uh, I'm so passionate about uh, research. Um, I guess this is because I believe this is the only way to improve in our life. As I have grown in a very poor community, and uh, when I start seeing around, uh, reading and seeing in TV and throughout the internet, I I felt like. Mm, other people are living much better because they they use science for good for establishing things. However, uh, it is so difficult to establish careers in in research in low and middle income country in general and in Sudan in particular because living costs itself and no one uh, you know believe in research and there is no uh, governmental support for research. That's why we now looking for this uh, uh, improvement in our international relationships and political situations.
for uh, as an opportunity to collaborate with and establishing further further step in in in, in my career in, in science. I enjoy studying, and what makes me super happy from time to time is uh, making uh, new findings that improve people health and animal health in, in, in my country. Like for instance, this this study about Rift Valley fever would bring uh, knowledge and awareness, not not only about the health risk in, for that community themselves and for the healthcare providers, but uh, to open the mind of our uh, health policy makers to consider in in, in investing, uh, consider investing in people's health and animal health as a way forward. Because Rift Valley fever, for instance, is hugely affecting the productivity of, of uh, local community and the country because most of the communities here rely on their animals uh, for uh, food and for uh, uh, money because they sell it and export it to get uh, money out of it. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Rift Valley fever transmission affects animal productivity, uh, um, reducing their uh, milk production and meat production, and also it is uh, reducing the hair size because several animals uh, die of Rift Valley fever infections and massive number die during outbreak or epidemic of Rift Valley fever. So increasing the awareness of of communities themselves. And currently we're trying to establish this one health in, in the country. Although the concept is known for a long time, but still people not not practically implementing one health in, in Sudan. But hopefully this article and this report and my further study will contribute in bringing this to reality and to all work on improving our health because arborvirus disease is preventable. All vector-borne diseases are preventable and controllable if people invested enough in, in, in that area. You're currently in Sudan. Is, is that your home? Yeah, I'm mainly from Sudan. I, I got, just got um, uh, last year this attachment uh, uh, with um, UTMB uh, University. It was um, a privilege to me to, to join the World Reference Center for Emerging Virus and Arboviruses, uh, particularly up to uh, last year. It's, uh, Sudan has so um, negative relationship with the U.S. and another country, but I guess my perseverance and uh, the huge support I received from uh, Dr. Scott Weaver it helped me in, in starting developing a career in arboviruses. But uh, here in in, in Sudan, uh, it it was difficult to to pursue this line of research in particular, because everyone see there is no future or money or career for establishing career in virology in country with such limited uh, research and diagnosis capacity. What do you enjoy doing in your personal time? At uh, this stage of my career, I have so limited the 
based on time. I spent most of my time either in the field doing sample collection and data collection or in the lab doing some studies or uh, reading and writing and analyzing data. Uh, so I'm trying hard to find uh, personal time so I can spend it with my little daughter. Uh, her name Khadija. She's just about to be four years old. Uh, I enjoy working with my family and going out but whenever I, I got time to spare. Well, thank you so much for taking your precious time to talk with me today, Dr. Ahmed. Thank you so much uh, for, for the opportunity to uh, uh, discuss further our study and present uh, the situation of our disease study in Sudan. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the December 2020 article, Unusual Outbreak of Rift Valley Fever in Sudan, 2019, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.